I'm Mark Hoke, and I've got to tell you about the incredible Family Soul Restaurant. They're the only soul food restaurant in Northwest Las Vegas, and simply put, they're the best in the city. Dan and his family have always treated me like I was a part of theirs every time we come in, and we never leave hungry. Start off with the amazing appetizers like their mac and cheese crab balls, crispy wings, and Dan's soul rolls. Then dive into Family Soul's dinners with homemade catfish, hot links, and fried chicken with all the amazing sides you could ever want, and finish it off with homemade peach cobbler and banana pudding. Plus, they're now open for breakfast Friday through Sunday, too. So head on over to Family Soul Restaurant right now at 2300 North Rainbow Boulevard, Suite 108, just off the Lake Mead and Cheyenne exits of I-95. Check them out at FamilySoulRestaurant.com or call 725-205-5085 for hours in their menu. Mention KDWN and get the People's Choice Special of Catfish, Yams, and Greens for just $15.99. It's food for the soul and the family, Family Soul Restaurant. When it comes to having the right attorney in your corner, you want to have a proven winner on your side. And Russell Dutch Boyd of VegasCouncil.com knows how to win in Las Vegas. Boyd graduated at 18 years old from law school and is also a three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner. And no matter what legal challenges you're facing, Boyd will help you through it all. As a litigation attorney, he covers multiple areas of law, including personal injury, business law and startup, cyber law, and crypto clients, and whatever else you might need to navigate the legal waters of Las Vegas and beyond. Just visit VegasCouncil.com to set up your free initial consultation today. That's VegasCouncil.com and let Dutch Boyd help you win today. Once again, that's Russell Boyd at VegasCouncil.com. One zero one five FM, seven twenty AM. K Don, the talk of Las Vegas. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the number one professional wrestling radio show in Las Vegas. This is the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. One full hour of wrestling news, entertainment, and lots of Sin City surprises from inside the squared circle. Now, let's bring on the tag team of Andrew Fish Fame. Joe DeFalco, and your host, Mark Hoke. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Mark Hoke Show on KDWN 101.5 FM, 7.20 a.m., the talk of Las Vegas. The station's so darn nice, it's on your dial twice. Thanks for being with us here on the number one pro wrestling news and entertainment show on the planet, the galaxy, the universe, the multiverse. That's it. Fish, we got it. We just take over the multiverse, and that means there's doppelgangers out there. Of Apparently. Stuff. That'd be kind of scary. Hopefully, there's a better-looking Mark Hoke out there than me. But I'm Mark Hoke, Andrew Fish Fane, and Joe DeFalco from Future Stars of Wrestling. And I got to get this in because I missed a read last hour, so I got to throw this in here real quick. If you guys are hungry out there, you're all driving around Las Vegas right now, or you're sitting around listening to us on the show and you want to grab some terrific food that isn't going to break your wallet, head on over to Unique Eats. It's just down the street from us here on 3100 South Durango, Suite 100. Amazing breakfast, sandwiches, pasta, dinners, smoothie bar, I mean, vegetarian options. Great stuff over there from celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco. Great guy, fantastic service. You're going to be thrilled if you go on over there. Fish, you've eaten there, too. You certainly enjoyed it. It's phenomenal. So go on over there to Unique Eats, 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, or you can go to UniqueEatsLV.com. Check out the menu. They also do catering, too, so we'd highly suggest you give them a call. Dominic has done catering for weddings and all over Las Vegas and beyond. Great stuff. They're open until 3 p.m., and you can also call them 702-992-3038. That's Unique Eats. Right down the street from us here in Las Vegas. All right, so back to the wrestling stuff. Fish, we wanted to break into that topic real quick about the speculation of who the potential Wyatt Six could be. Of course, the Wyatt Six, they when he were bring Wyatt returned, you saw all the characters from the Firefly Funhouse coming to life. It's like your Alice in Wonderland is. Uh, 
stamping up in front of you. Yeah, you had and, uh, Ramblin' Rabbit, Mercy the Buzzard, uh, Sister Abigail. Huskus the Pig. Huskus the Pig. And who's the other one? There's one more. Oh, God. That's terrible. I'm blanking. Joe, help us there. We're missing, we're missing one. Uh, I'm not sure on that one, but I think Mercy should be Waylon Mercy. That'd be great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is Dan Spivey still around? Oh, yeah, he's still yeah he's still out there. Yeah. He, he would fit right in, you know. Yeah, but uh, some names popping up about who should be in there. Of course, we even Marie said she wants to be Sister Abigail. Yeah, I mean the, 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 but... the two real names are Alexa Bliss and Liv Morgan for Sister Abigail. I and of course we've seen Liv Morgan kind of acting a little crazy at the end of Extreme Rules and um, and had that weird little thing she did in the corner of the arena. But, and she and she did it again. If you noticed on Friday night, she did the the jump off of the scaffolding in uh, Centon onto Son- Sonia Deville on a table, and she was writhing in pain, but she was smiling about it again. And the one, it, it would seem like it might be a good fit, but there's also another possible explanation for what Liv is doing, because she is just signed to be on the Chucky TV show that's on USA Network, so she may be kind of setting something up as a character to lead into that too. So that could be kind of a red herring on that one, but uh, you know, it'd certainly be an interesting possibility, but you know, of course, Alexa bliss, we talked about that. She actually betrayed brave before he left in, in the storyline. Right. So, you know, but Bo Dallas is supposed to be one of them. Oh, the, the six, and, the six member is the guy with the mask. Yeah. The creepy dude. Yeah. Who that's, my guess would be Bo Dallas, and and of course Bo Dallas. That would his, be definitely interesting if he can portray that. Yeah, and and that, of course that's his brother in real life, right? So just so you guys know. And then the other names that I've heard were possibly Eric Rowan, Joe Gacy, uh, Grayson Waller, and Dexter, Dexter Loomis, Loomis was a possibility. I also heard uh, Cross and Scarlet and Strowman and. I don't know if they'll revisit Strowman, although he fits because he was part of the original Wyatt family. Yeah, I... I they've talked about, you know, Cross was the White Rabbit and Lucha Underground and Scarlet could be the witch. So, but even though I think that would be kind of pointless to put Cross in that position, he, you know, he needs to ride on his own as a main event guy, just like Strowman. No, I I agree, and I think that that's why. And, and if you put a guy like Dexter Loomis in there, it makes sense because then you don't he doesn't have to wrestle every week. He could just and you said it. You know, if you're part of a faction, you get the rub from the rest of your team being there. Yeah, and I think it's interesting with him being on SmackDown too. I mean, there are there are some names out there that you know could be possibilities, and I think I think if you if it were me and I was writing this. I think what I would do is I think names like Joe Gacy and so on would be pretty cool because if you think about it, these you would have had people that were in WWE for a long time uh, that would be almost plants, if you will. And that was you know part, what I mean, right? It's, and allegedly, that's part of the storyline is that they were paving the way for Bray to make his return, and that they were planted there to do so. Yeah. So I mean, there's. Yeah, there's some interesting possibilities, and you never know who could convert over. And I, th- I think Eric Rowan makes a lot of sense as well because he's not doing anything right now anyway. It would be good to see him back. Yeah, it really would. So I don't know. I, there's he can get rid of that Eric Red Beard name. Oof. Yeah. Well, it's been his thing for a long time though. I mean, that would kind of break his heart. But yeah, it's all good. I think I'd, I think I'd trade the the beard for the gimmick. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> or the, you mean the beard for the the WWE payday. Yeah, well, I, I think he'd keep the beard. He'd just change the name. He just wouldn't be Eric Redbeard. Huskus. Yeah. He could be Huskus. He'd yeah, be a I good Huskus. I don't want him to dye his beard. I just don't want him to use the beard as the name. And if you think about it, Joe Gacy fits because he's kind of like a Bray Wyatt light in his character down in NXT right now. Right. It, it, it's a fit. It's definitely a fit. Yeah, and the, and the main idea to do that is to produce new faces that could now become relevant. You know, Cross, Strowman, Scarlet, even Liv and Alexa Bliss, they already have name value. You know, it would be nice to use people that it can actually uh, really benefit it from it more. How about Robert Roode? 
Mm-hmm. You never know. That you know, it would be interesting that you could take some of these because we you know we mentioned in the last hour some really good names that are not getting utilized. Boy, that would be give, interesting. Give to them see some utilization. Show up that you know as long as they've got some credibility as as people that would be a viable threat to anybody in WWE. Yeah, some good possibilities there. But I guess the question is. If you're going to do this whole Wyatt Six, what is the end game? What is it that they are looking for in WWE? And that is the question. And that's where they'd have to be, got to be really careful on this if this is the route that they're going to take, because this could turn into a really big booking mess if they kind of let everybody run roughshod and get out of control. You're talking trying to keep six individuals relevant at the same time. That's not easy to do. I mean, a faction of. You know, we've seen factions of five that have been tough enough to keep everybody but, I mean, in there. It works. You remember but... back, back in the day when they had like the Nation of Domination, at one point it was that big. And the corporation, it was that big. But don't you think that was too big, though? No. I think it worked out because you. I think it needed to be that big. I, I, I think factions of three are almost too small. To me, that's not a faction. It's a tag team with a third person. I think four is good. I think five you can do. But I think if you, you start getting too convoluted... You know, think about the NWO. What happened no, when yeah, you yeah, that No, that got ridiculous. But the other issue is they also can't lose sight of what they were originally intended for, which is what is happening. And as much as I love what the work that Judgment Day is doing, you got to remember, Judgment Day was brought in when they were put together. It was because they were going to cast judgment on these other people, and it's because they weren't treated the way they felt they should be treated. So you need to keep that storyline throughout, and they've kind of lost that whole... Judgment Day now is just together as four people. They don't have the, that through line anymore. Well, good point. Uh, Joe, what do you think about that? I mean, Joe, you, you promote wrestling and uh, put together these things. What's what's a good number for a faction? Do you think do you think six is too big of a number? Uh, in In most cases, but it depends. You know, generally you want to have two people, which is a tag team. You're going to want to have a singles. And then if you have a woman, which, you know, the judgment they have, so those four, you know, fit fine. Now, a fifth is okay if it's more of a manager type to me. But you can also do it where one's a heavyweight and one's like a no-limits guy and one's a tag team. And one's a female, and one's a manager, and now you got six, and it should fit pretty well. <clears throat> because, like with us, we have the light camera faction, and it started with three. And guys, Fresco and Watson were the tag team. Braxton was more of the manager type, and then they brought in Ice Williams, who became the main singles guy. And now we've had Braxton win the cash in the case, so. He's kind of the secondary singles guy. So Ice is the guy who goes after the main the main guys. He wrestled Hammerstone, and Braxton's more of that secondary guy trying to get the championship. And then you have the tag team. So those four are fine. And like I said, if they if we added a woman that's been discussed many times in there, which would be five, and since Braxton wrestles more, if we had a manager who we felt was capable – you know, six is definitely a number, but I think four or five is probably sufficient. Yeah, and and I think that it, they do a slow build on putting those people in place. You could really keep it suspenseful, and you know, you could convert somebody. I mean, there's there's a lot of possibilities. But I think three, three is a group, four is a faction. I, I I would tend to agree. Yeah, so we'll see where it all ends up, but the. Some great intrigue there on WWE, and apparently will be and on, and it's good because Smackdown, it's so. putting pressure on AEW, which then in turn AEW then builds the builds it right back up and puts the pressure back on WWE, and we all win because the product becomes better because of it. We are winning. I I will say that I think in professional wrestling right now the fans are winning. Absolutely, you know we're we're getting some. You know, I mean, just think like well, since we've been doing this show for over a year now here on KDWN. 1015 FM 720 AM, the talk of Las Vegas. That show is the Mark Hoke show, by the way, with me and Andrew Fishfane and Joe DeFalco. Think about where it was just a year ago with us just like, God, WWE's just been miserable. It's been miserable. And, you know, AEW was doing very well and, and taking control of the wrestling cycle. And then now it's kind of 
shifted back to WWE, but it's not like AEW is doing a bad job. No, or anything the, the, like the that. only thing, the only problem with AEW in the last year has been self-inflicted wounds and injuries. Injuries hurt yeah. them a lot too. Well, that's part of itself. Yeah, but the 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 fighting backstage has become ridiculous. Yeah. So right, those are the self-inflicted wounds. Of people, the injuries are from people beating each other up backstage. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe taking some unnecessary risks in the ring too. You know, yeah, it would make Vince right. so proud. Yeah, or like, making signings like a Jeff Hardy signing, which was not a smart move to make to begin with. Yeah, you, you kind of understand that though. I think you know, you know why put, he did it, but it wasn't it still wasn't necessarily a smart move. Yeah, people are going to take a shot on a guy like that, no matter what. Yeah, I mean, if if you catch, I would have like, used him if I could. Yeah, I mean, it was. With Hardy, the, you know, that was kind of like the the lightning in a bottle thing. Yeah. Jeff was Jeff was starting to get hot again in WWE, and then all of a sudden he decided he wanted to go wrestle with his brother. And right, no, I, and I get about. that. So he'd be carrying cross that catapulted his career. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that career was a catapult, all right, right into the ground. But uh, you know, I but you know, speaking of us, the fans winning. You know, a lot of the TV networks are winning right now too. Uh, if you're looking at the ratings. Uh, while Dynamite is still kind of holding where it is, SmackDown and Raw have been putting up some fantastic numbers. And Raw's numbers are surprising because it's now going against Monday Night Football, which it wasn't doing just, you know, six weeks ago, seven weeks ago. Yeah, there's a lot of intrigue there. But there's a, there's a couple different stories that have come out about the TV situations for both AEW and WWE. Uh, apparently, USA Network, who was just livid about the way things were going and a lot of people going over to SmackDown... Is is now reporting they are thrilled to death with since Triple H took over and where everything's headed. I think um, that they. I and the funny thing is, is and I'm not so sure about the decision to put Bray Wyatt on SmackDown. I thought he was a better fit on Raw. They're they're talking about maybe not doing that. That they may be passing him back back and forth. Yeah, but but USA Network and they're they're happy because they're now all of a sudden they're not seeing the drop off that they usually see with Monday Night Football. So they're thrilled to death. Apparently, Discovery and uh, you know Warner and uh, Time Warner really happy with what's going on with AEW. They're actually asking for more separate programming besides the wrestling. They want these guys doing reality shows and things like that. You see, if you've been watching the, the baseball coverage, they have AEW ads all over the place. On the screens, in in their promotions. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure they want AEW to become like what WWE became with Total Divas and Total Bellas and and you know Miz and Mrs. So you so they're becoming a production company as well as a wrestling company. Yeah, it's it's intriguing. I mean, when I saw that story about AEW, that they want more AEW separate programming. You know, that says to me they're committed. And while AEW doesn't you know isn't pulling two million viewers or anything like that. They're still consistently one of the top five shows on Wednesday nights. You know, they're they're pulling enough numbers that they're doing that, you know, they're ready to make a serious commitment to them. Of course, that contract's not until twenty twenty three, if I remember right. But you know, wrestling has really gotten a lot better and to a point I think AEW starting up has pushed WWE to do more. And you know, the departure of Vince McMahon I hate to say it for those Vinnie Mac fans, but it has appeared to have benefited WWE significantly. That's because Vinnie Mac in, you know, 95, 96, 97 is totally different than Vinnie Mac in 2017, 2018, 2019. He was a... Go ahead, what? I was going to say, and I also think the conversations between uh, upper management with USA and Vince McMahon's uh, a lot different now with USA and Triple H. I would imagine so. You would think. I, I think. I think Triple H has a, a better grasp on how things work today. I mean, it, it's silly to say, but the difference between 1980 and 2000 and 2000 and 2020 is the the it, it's gone miles. The the technology and everything that's happening with streaming and everything like that is much bigger in the last 20 years than it was in the 20 years prior. So Vince, the growth that Vince McMahon would have had to do would have been almost un, un, unfathomable. Yeah, well, I, also Triple H is a human being, and Vince McMahon was like a robot. So you know. Yeah, I mean, there were stories about Vince McMahon that that if you were on a flight with him across country or whatever, you could only sleep when he slept, and he never slept. Yeah, some some wild stuff, and I, I remember reading a story a couple weeks ago. Finn Balor was talking about 
the morale at WWE now and and things just everybody just seems much more happy to work there. And we, you know, I remember we talked about that early on when we started doing the show that that everybody was just like, my God, this this is a living hell. We, you know, we love the paycheck, but we hate the job. And you know, it also is the intimidation factor. I know, like with myself, there's a lot of people that are intimidated. Talk to me, I'm the boss. Blah, blah, blah. I'm the easiest going guy in the world. When somebody has an idea and they want to pitch it to me, I'm always willing to listen. If the idea sucks, it sucks. But there's a lot of times I'm going to take somebody's idea. The thing is, the younger guys, it's like, oh, Joe DeFalco, you know, it's, it's 13 years. So it's like the same thing with Vince McMahon. You also hear stories of Chris Jericho and these guys who once they formed a relationship with Vince McMahon, he was the easiest guy to talk to. But a lot of the people were so intimidated that they wouldn't make the approach. And I think with Triple H through NXT and a lot of these guys went through that circuit of dealing with Triple H, and he just comes across way different. So they feel much more comfortable. And in a lot of situations, there probably was people that maybe they could have gotten a little bit more if they would have asked, if they would have, you know, made try to take the opportunity. But because it was Mr. McMahon, they were afraid to. And now that that's also part of it. So I'm not going to say Vince McMahon, you know, it was in the wrong 100% of the time. But I just think he was a difficult guy to approach for some people. No, I, I think that the fact that a lot of these people had that relationship with Triple H prior to this, I think, is absolutely massive. I don't think it makes a difference that, and I think it's kind of funny now that Triple H and Shawn Michaels are the guys in charge. The ones that were running roughshod right, through the but, locker but, room in the 90s. Exactly, but the fact that they were wrestlers, Vince McMahon was never a wrestler. He may have known the wrestling lifestyle, but he was never actually a wrestler. He was never a, a performer because his father wouldn't ever let him do that. So I think that the fact that these guys are wrestlers so they understand both the money side of the business and the business side of the business. Yeah, it's... It's pretty interesting. As, as a guy who runs a company that never wrestled, I kind of disagree. That's how a lot of wrestlers feel, but I don't necessarily feel it's true. Kind of like when Jim Ross ran, you know, the talent relations. Jim Ross didn't have to wrestle to know the business. No, I, I get that, and and I I see your point, and I, it, it's valid. I just think that that, that he does that Triple H's knowledge of being in the ring does, and it may be to some to, some point to a detriment. It. it it changes the way he views things. And and wrestling is all perception. And again, whether it's right or wrong, as you said, the perception is. So if they feel because Triple H wrestled, that also makes them more of a comfort zone because they're like, well, he knows what we're talking about because he did it. While the other one's like, oh, he's just the boss. He never did it. What does he know? So it's it's also how you approach the situation. Yeah, it's a good point because you're right. If if someone goes up to Triple H and comes up with an idea and, and Triple H doesn't like it, doesn't think it'll work, they can say, "Yeah, you know what? He was in the ring for all those years. Maybe he knows what will work or what won't work." Yeah, and, and I know I, I talked with Cross a little bit about like when he was on the way back, and I'm talking years ago, like when Cross got like the first tryout, he got it. I think it was at the Arnold Classic. And Triple H and, and Regal took a strong liking to him. And he had told me, like, at the time when they were looking at maybe signing him, Regal's like, if you want to wrestle, wrestle. Go to Japan. Go do things. We'll be here in a few years. Go out there and do your thing. But And, 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 and I hate to cut in because we're, we're getting ready to go to a break, guys. So we can continue this discussion on the other side. And, and it leads right into something that was going on with Soraya, the former page. And, really, and, and the drama that happened with her and her release. Really quickly, so, the one thing uh, I want to mention just real quick, and it was just something that, Joe, that made me think, I would I would venture to guess that if WWE wishes they had one guy that they could have back, it would be William Regal. That's, that that would be a good choice. Oh, Triple H, that would be his right-hand man right now. Yep. Um, so i got to mention here as we head into the break, guys, if you want to make money, maybe be the next Vince McMahon or Joe DeFalco, Go to TradingMadeEasy.com. Trading Made Easy in their automated day trading software. Man, simple as pie. We want to make some great money. You can turn that thing on for 20 minutes and you know pick up whatever you want, set your goals. And the best part is with Trading Made Easy, they're going to show you how to do it. So it's not just something they dump on you and say, go for it. They're going to help you out. 
You can go to tradingmadeasy.com or give them a call at 800-971-4160. That's 800-971-4160. And sign up for a free live trading session and see all about it. No obligation. Just check it out. All right. And uh, we will be back on the Mark Hoke Show. More from the World of Wrestling. Stick around. Tired of the same boring food when you're out for breakfast or lunch? I'm Mark Hoke, and I have an idea for a different place to go with unique food you're sure to enjoy, and that's Unique Eats. Take some time out of your busy day and stop on in to Unique Eats, featuring celebrity chef Dominic Tedesco and his friendly staff. Whether it's a great start to your day with one of Unique Eats' amazing omelets, or lunch with his incredible sandwiches, pasta, and award-winning pizzas, you'll be in for a fantastic dining experience that won't break the bank. Unique Eats also features a smoothie bar and full vegetarian menu as well. Plus, if you need catering, you can count on Unique Eats no matter what the occasion. So what are you waiting for? Get on over to Unique Eats at 3100 South Durango, Suite 100, open daily until 3 p.m. Call them at 702-992-3038 or visit UniqueEatsLV.com for their full menu and catering info. Break out of the same old routine and have a great meal at Unique Eats today. Hi, this is Mark Hope. Has out-of-control inflation, gas prices, and grocery costs wrecked your wallet? Then check into automated day trading with Trading Made Easy. Trading Made Easy has spent five years helping people put cash in their pockets with their simple-to-use day trading software. So if you're ready to leave that 9-to-5 job behind, visit TradingMadEasy.com or call 800-971-4160 to sign up for a free live training seminar right now. That's TradingMadEasy.com. 1015 FM, 720 AM, KDON, the talk of Las Vegas. Now, let's return to the Mark Hoke Show. The Mark Hoke Show. Here again, your host, Mark Hoke. Oh, yeah, let's wrestle, wrestle, wrestle. Get in the ring. Let's do it. Come on, everybody, join us. We'll have a battle royal here in Las Vegas of fans of the Mark Hoke Show. What do you think of that fish? Only if Vandergriff's there. Stop it. Vandergriff will rip you to shreds. I got this. You got nothing. You got nothing. God, I'd just love to see Vandergriff. He's just... a 15-year-old young prodigy Bodie. What is he talking about? He's good, too, by the way. Who? Bodie. Oh, I'm sure. My daughter, by the way, is in the in the room right now with us in, in the booth, and she met Bodie. At one of the FSW events, cute picture. Oh, it was so it was so darling. Bo- Bodie will be part of the Disciples of Sin in an eight-man pre-show match. We're going to offer at uh, four o'clock on next Sunday a one-hour pre-show that we're going to air for free live on Facebook and uh, YouTube, and we're going to have two big matches. And one's going to be the Faction versus Sin Bodie. Bodie and Sky High. So there you go. That's a good a team. Pre, uh, kind of like WWE. We're going to do a little pre-show. Uh, maybe Booker T will show up and uh, host it. Maybe D'Lo Brown. I don't know. We're, we're working on it. Well, I can show up. There you go. Yep, I'm I'm down. So come on in. But anyway, but by the way, uh, did you see Renee Paquette has uh, returned to AEW? I did. Yeah, part of the uh, John Moxley uh, five-year. $500 million deal that he signed. There you go. Doesn't hurt to get your wife a job, does it? There you go. That, I guarantee <laughs> you that was part of this. It was the Lanny Poffo, uh, Macho Man, Randy Savage, WCW contract. Yeah. the And, you know, so Renee is now in AEW, and it was interesting that she was making an explanation of why she decided to go to AEW. <laughs> because but my husband's there. That That has to be the main reason. Come on. But apparently WWE threw some money at her. They did. They tried. But, yeah. Right, because then they could The only reason would have been, like, see, even John Moxley's wife wanted to stay with us. So. I, I bet there was a good paycheck involved. Yeah, and we were we were talking about uh, Soraya, too, of course, the former Paige from WWE who just debuted on AEW a few weeks ago. And, you know, there was some interesting stuff going on there that Triple H apparently didn't thought that she had left on her own. But didn't even know that the dynamic duo, Vince and John Laurinaitis, were the ones that pushed her out the door. 
And when an AEW had reached out to her and then Triple H reached out to her and said, hey, we, I want you here. But AEW guys like Jericho and Moxley pitched her and she decided to come to AEW and be a part of it. That, But that's pretty interesting. But that's another thing that we're talking about with Vince McMahon and some of the decisions that he made. And, you know, it's I think it's still yet to see if that's a good or bad decision. But at the same time, you know, there's another talent yeah, that I, those I'm, guys just. I know she's been cleared teeth. by the AEW doctors, but I am scared for her to get back in the ring. I'm a little nervous well, about it, too. It was but. the same thing as the Danielson situation. Danielson, they were never going to clear until he was going to go to AEW. And then they magically found a doctor who cleared him, and he's been fine. So, you know, I, I get it. Concussions are extremely serious, but she hasn't wrestled in years. The concussion hasn't subsided. No, but it, it's not even the concussion. It seems that the last injury she suffered was on a very innocuous bump from Nikki Bella. It wasn't from hitting her head or anything. She was just kicked in the back. Well, and it messed up her neck. I mean, that was the problem. Right, and but, that's yeah. so. Uh, yeah, I get it. But look at look at Edge. He he was done forever, and he's been fine. And Christian Cage, and and all these guys, and they've taken years off their career, and they all seem to be back. So that's you know, a valid like, point. It's like you know, it should be their choice. Unless it's like, you know, and it's, again, if you're Steve Austin, who chose never to wrestle again until he kind of wrestled again. Kind of. <laughs> kind of. I don't know if that was that you was know? really wrestling with Kevin Owens. That was more of a bouncing around. Right, on but it. It, was, it was a great payday. Or, or anybody who swears they're never going to wrestle again, and they said, how much money are you paying me to go to Saudi Arabia? Okay, one more is good. <laughs> one more time, baby. Let's do it for I the... think they should bring Ric Flair back for Saudi Arabia. He can win the title. No. No, no, Let's give no. him number 17. Oh. Actually, it's kind of more like 20-ish. Ric Flair versus Hammerstone, baby. Come on, Joe. Would you do that to Hammerstone? Well, I guess you would. You'd be, probably make some good, pretty good coin on it. Yeah, Hammerstone might actually make a real payday from me for once. <laughs> That's so sad. Um, you know, it was funny you guys mentioned uh, concussions and the issues there. There's news on Adam Cole that uh, just popped up. And honestly, to be frank, though, it's it's no news. He is still out. That concussion that he took um, a while back, is he, he's still having issues. So Adam Cole is still on the sidelines, and there is even rumored that Adam Cole may be done. It was that bad, and I and yeah. I still that that moment was pretty scary when it happened at uh, Forbidden Door when he got clocked and just collapsed in the ring. Now who knows? You know who knows how bad that is totally, but there, you know, Adam Cole, man, that's that's sad news. Yeah. Really sad. I believe it when I see it. Yeah, and so he's been out since that was uh, August ish. So, yeah, still not clear to compete. I thought Ridden Door was June. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, June. Excuse me. Yeah, so June well, June twenty sixth. And maybe and maybe they wait, and it's the same thing. How many times does creative not have something for you? Tony Khan likes to maneuver things and make up stories and and try to do a lot of working. So I, I can almost never believe anything that comes out of the mouths of the AEW people. Yeah. And by the way, speaking of coming out of the mouths of AEW people, did, did you guys hear about this one with Ariel Hawani, who did an interview with Tony Khan? And I don't like to rip our fellow people in the press, but he came out after this interview that they did with Tony and said that was one of the most difficult interviews I've ever had. You know, he wouldn't answer any questions and so on. But then at the same time, he's asking questions about the situation with the fight that happened backstage. That's, right. I was just about to say that. It's like, well, I'm pretty sure even if you wanted to, he couldn't. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a legal situation going on there with everybody. And you know, he's sitting there saying, and here, here's, here's his quote about it that he said on the MMA Mauer. 
Um, he didn't want to answer anything. You're going to come on and promote X, Y, Z. Great. And I'll play that dance with you. I did at the beginning, but you've got to give us something to not even tell me how you're feeling. I'm not asking for specifics. All right, fine. I am. But Punk is going to wrestle for you. Is he coming back? You don't want to get into it. Fine. But tell me how you're feeling. Give me something. And quite honestly, that's an unreasonable request. No, it's not. Why do you say that? Because I think he, he's absolutely right. Tony Khan can absolutely give his opinion. He can say, "I, you know what? I can't have this in my company. Or I don't have a problem with it in my company. Or we'll see. But you can't not say. He's not saying that he wants specifics of the investigation. He, he's asking Tony No, that's Con- what he was asking. You say, but he said, I asked him for his opinion. And if he's not going to give him his an opinion, then there's no point in having him on. Or he can say something like, you know what? We're investigating everything. And we're in the process, and we're almost done. And once we get all the information, then we'll make some decisions. Yeah, I mean, the issue is when you're in a, in a spot, and you know, we talked about last week that apparently someone that's involved in this is not cooperating. When there's an ongoing legal situation, and I've had to deal with this you know, when I did my poker show, um, you've had guys that have been embroiled in controversies, and they just they, they can't answer the questions. The people who are running WSOP can't answer those questions because no, but if, again, because you if can they answer, do it threaten it threatens the whole thing you, and they can get opened up to a lawsuit you could answer an opinion question though and if tony khan's not even willing to do that there's no point no actually you can you absolutely you can he can give his opinion on anything because here's here's the problem if you go into court and you've thrown something out there that isn't true or could damage a side of a story your opinion you're, is you're always stuck. true because it's your opinion but it still can be held in court against you when you have a situation not, like that. Not if you if if he's making a statement of fact saying, "Yeah, CM Punk will never work for this company again." Then you absolutely. But he could say, "You know what? I'm not sure if I want to work with CM Punk again." See, but that would that could taint things too. You, you that's not tainting. When, that's an opinion, and he's a, an opinion is absolutely allowed. Period. The, the the usual trust me on this. The usual legal response. When you're you have something like this going on, is no response. You just don't play with it because you can you can get yourself involved in a bad situation if you do. That's, Again, I I personally, if I had that situation, I would say as little as possible because again, if there's a chance for CM Punk to come back, I don't want to say no. I don't want him back. They may make him not want to come back. You know what I mean? It's like. Well, if, if the guy in, in charge bad, doesn't want you back, situation. you're not coming back. He's in a bad situation either way. You know, he, he's going to look bad. The Young Bucks are the executive vice presidents. Obviously, it seems like they're not going anywhere. And the guilt is on both parts. Again, why didn't he stop CM Punk from saying what he said? It wouldn't have gotten to the point where it got. So there's a lot of fault going on, unless it's a giant work because it's wrestling. Yeah. I don't believe it is, but yeah. and, and the it's main got... thing is, uh, you know, CM Punk. He doesn't. If he's the guy who's not cooperating, it doesn't matter. There's there was five people around that saw it, and if they're all throwing CM Punk under the bus, then you know that's the situation. The question is, maybe they're setting everything up because they know that the Ace Steel. CM Punk lawsuit is coming. Yeah, and and you can't say anything that's going to jeopardize that. And if you, you know, even if you give a, a hint that I'm on this side when there's an investigation going on, you're going to get yourself in trouble. I'm telling you, you you can't do it. Having been in management positions, you can't do it. So yeah, so, there's times yeah. I wanted to say things. We, we've we've had some issues with some people that you know got canceled uh, over certain things and. One of the guys I thought was it was totally something that shouldn't have happened. And regardless of the fact, I once tried to bring the guy back, and there was a lot of heat over it, and I had a pass uh, on that opportunity despite my feelings toward it. And then there was another situation where, you know, the guy was a piece of garbage. And... You know, you got to do what you got to do, but you don't want to make your company look bad, even though Tony Khan does it all the time. But <laughs> generally, you don't want to do that. Yeah, it's it's a tough spot. It's definitely a tough spot. But, you know, you, you as an interviewer, you have to know 
that there are people that that there's going to be situations where you're not going to get a comment and you know you feel like you have to ask the question because people are going to rip you if you don't at least try but you you have to know the no comments coming and just deal with it you know me by the way maybe we should call dutch boyd ask him about this sometime you can go to vegascouncil.com check that out and let dutch boyd and his legal expertise help you out all you got to do is go to VegasCouncil.com and set up your free consultation with Dutch, specialized in business law, intellectual property, personal injury, crypto law, and just about just about anything else you have uh, need some help with. Of course, three-time World Series of Poker bracelet winner, so he knows Las Vegas inside and out. Once again, go to VegasCouncil.com. Hey, that worked nice, didn't it, Fish? Lovely. Thank you. I appreciate that. Don't tell him you're hungry. Don't say you're hungry, Fish. He'll lead into something else. Yeah, probably. Probably. Well, speaking of another legal situation, I don't know if you guys saw this story about Ronda Rousey. Did you you hear about this? She wanted to use thumbtacks. She had this, had proposed a finish to the match with Liv Morgan where they were going to kind of repeat the end of their previous match where Liv was in an arm bar and Ronda got had her shoulders down and got pinned, but they had, would have, would she wanted to have thumbtacks poured out and then have to roll into the, her shoulder into the thumbtacks to get out of the pin and then pull Rhonda down into the thumbtacks face first while she submitted her. And WDBE said, no, you can't do that. It is, uh, you know, you'd be piercing somebody's skin with an object. So legally we cannot have you do it. Now, of course, We've seen in throughout wrestling history and in WWE that thumbtacks and other objects have pierced people's bodies. <laughs> it has happened. Are you guys kind of surprised that WWE nixed this, or do you think this is a, this was a good idea to say no to Ronda on this finish? It was their it's their policy. I don't think it's good, bad, or indifferent. It's what their policy is. No, I mean, what do you think about it, though? I think it's their policy. Uh, I I think it would have been fine if that's what they chose to do. Uh, obviously somebody in charge vetoed it. I don't see anything wrong with it. Yeah, I I was a little surprised too, but you know, I mean, I know the WWE's got the family friendly stuff going on and all that, but they they have loosened up a little bit. But I was I was a little I was a little shocked because it, I think it would have really kind of put an exclamation point on that match better than what it did. You know, when they did, I, it. I would have, so. I would have saved it though. For me personally, I would have nixed it just because I would have rather saved something like that for something that was actually an important spot. Oh, well, that's a good point. <laughs> Very true. Very you true. Know, it, it's like I'm not going to have you know my two young guys come out and do crazy stuff. I'd rather wait for you know the false count anywhere match with Vander Griffin fish. You know what I mean? For that to be pulled out. Oh, I can't or wait funny, for that match. You know, maybe we do fish and funny bone first and then funny bone could bring out the thumbtacks that he likes to do Legos. I heard Legos are worse by the way. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm, I'm ready for that too. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. I know WWE was the Legos they, anywhere match. They, they were talking about Legos in that match too. And they said, no, you can't do it because AEW just did it. So no, no Legos. They God, hurt, maybe know. they would have gone do. with, they, they could have gone I with Duplos. My guy cut through a Cody taking light tubes from Nick Gage, but he refused to do the Legos. Really? Yeah. That's insane. Said it hurt too much. Legos do suck. Everybody knows that if you step on a Lego at 3 a.m. Oh, it's the worst. <laughs> Two light tubes to the head hurts way less than falling on a Lego. Absolutely. <laughs> Maybe that should be the new... Big time finish match of a feud, the Lego match. It would. We all we all identify with that. Fish is just shaking his head. Have you fish? Have you stepped on a Lego? I can tell you stepped on a Lego. I stepped on many Legos. Oh, it's it's just. You know what really hurts? What when hurts? Hitting the head with an etch a sketch. Oof, that's brutal. <laughs> that I have not experienced. I've never been hit in the head with an etch a sketch either. I've been hit in the head with a GI Joe, but not an etch a sketch. I think there's a story Joe wants to tell about getting hit with an it. No, 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 really. No? We no. Skip. All right, fair enough. <laughs> it, it, was there an etch-a-sketch on a pole match somewhere? 
Etch a sketch in the toy box match. Yeah, well, that was right. That was right after the Judy Bagwell on a pole match. Oh, good lord! Or the yeah. Soma on a pole match. You know, and by the way, speaking of speaking of bad matches and bad things that happened in wrestling, I don't know if you guys were looking on Twitter this morning, but this was kind of funny. Uh, there was a tweet that was put out there uh, asking, "What was the most embarrassing?" Moment in professional wrestling. Their answer that was, you not, saw TV. was not correct, by the way. It was up there, but it was not correct. There were a f- quite a few selections that came up. Oh, there were. Okay. But I, I, the only I, one you mentioned was but, the one. But, which one? I didn't hear it. Well, the one that came up that started trending on Twitter, which I'm sure our buddy Triple H couldn't have been too thrilled to wake up on a Sunday morning when he walked outside the mansion with Stephanie holding hands and looking out into the sunrise and the birds are flying and chirping and the plant flowers are growing. And he sees the name Katie Vick trending on Twitter. And for those that don't know what happened in that abomination, there was a feud with triple with triple H and Kane where triple H called Kane a murderer in the ring because Kane supposedly had his girlfriend, Katie Vick in the car and they crashed and she died and the next week on Raw, they had a situation where they were in a funeral home with Katie Vick's body in a coffin, and Triple H did some bad, bad things. I still think that Mae Young giving birth to a giant hand was more ridiculous than Katie Vick. That yeah, was Katie Vick was one of the funniest things I've ever seen in a wrestling show. Funny? Vince McMahon thought it was hilarious. Oh, I'm sure he did. I thought, I, 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 I thought it was hilarious just the fact that they did it. I think the worst match I've ever seen because of the stupidity was the uh, the one with the kennel and the cell. Oh, yeah. That was uh, Boss Man and Al Snow. Oh, my goodness. And he ate Pepe and whatever. Oh. That's the one. That one was pretty bad. Oh. I'm trying to I'm trying to run was through there, this. Was there one with the big when Big Boss Man crashed Big Show's father's funeral and stole the yeah, casket? And he was dragging the thing. Yeah, that was funny too. That was a bad one. There, I I'm just running down through this. By the way, the tweet was from Aaron Rift and NoDQ.com. He's at Aaron Rift. If you want to that, check that out, that's when you curl in a corner when you're watching with like five people who don't like wrestling, and you tell them how much you love wrestling. Yeah, yeah, and then that that's, comes up. That's what makes it funny. That you, that they're watching this with you. How about uh, Al Wilson having a heart attack because of having too much uh, sex with Don Marie? Oh, that was bad. That there was another one that came up. The Vince McMahon making Trish bark like a dog in her underwear. Yeah, that was that one was or really my, terrible. My favorite well, match of all time: Vince Mc, Vince and Shane versus Shawn Michaels and God. Yeah, I don't I don't know about the Trish one because basically it was it was filmed since it actually happened, so I don't know if that's, you know. Let's see what else was on here. That I, I'm just looking at at, at some here. Uh, God, they had the Rusev-Lana angle. I didn't think that was, Which I didn't one? Think that, was that bad. The, the cheating on him angle? Yeah, that was, that was pretty lame. With Bobby Lashley, yeah. Um, that see. ended pretty quick. Yes, it did, didn't it? <laughs> the Piggy James thing was pretty bad. Yeah, because they're, well, that was right when WWE had started their anti-bullying campaign, and here go these two Women wrestlers bullying Mickey James. Yeah, that was terrible. I I, I felt bad for Mickey on that. Um, well, when John Cena took uh, Zack Ryder's girl and killed his push, that was that was sad. I felt bad. I felt bad for Mister Woo Woo. Boy, somebody like I said, who's the guy who didn't like Zack Ryder back in the day like that to do that? Was it Triple H? If so, then I guess he ain't coming back, Cardona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that I think that was a John Cena. John, John Cena has had his moments where he's uh, pulled out the golden shovel. Yes. Yeah, that was bad. I can't believe it. The peacemaker is a funny guy. Yeah. The, uh, he would never do something like that. There. Ask Alex Riley. Yeah, Alex Riley was another one. Well, ask all of the Nexus. But especially was, Alex Riley. <laughs> Alex Riley got crushed. That was that was a rough one. And, and you know, I was thinking back to, I think one guy mentioned was the the finger poke of doom with the Jeff Jarrett situation yeah. to that one was that was, that was probably the wor- one of the worst in ring things. The finger poke of doom. It, it, that was they're, they're saying they're, that they're, was the death knell of WCW. Yeah, it was, man, there was some weird moments, but, but I, I just thought that was pretty interesting that, that, that came up on Twitter this like morning. Katie Vick is trending. Like I said, the, the whole May young giving birth to the hand. 
to me was far more the embarrassing. Hand, then the hand grew up, and Johnny Knoxville used it in the uh, match he had. <laughs> yes, he did. Yes, he did. That is very true. The hand, the hand did return. It's Maradona's yeah. hand of God. Oh, God. Oh, the blackface. I forgot about the black DX blackface, blackface thing. Yes. That was embarrassing, although it was rather humorous. <laughs> Wasn't that Roddy Piper? No, that was the, DX doing the Nation of Domination. That was a, that was oh, a different that one. Was Piper. A comedy sketch. That was fun. Yeah, Piper did the the half blackface in the match. That was against it was that against Brown. Brown. Yeah, yeah, that was a tough one. I'm I'm looking down here to David Arquette winning the world title. Ooh, yeah. that to me was what killed WCW. To me, that was yeah, just that, like oh, they were already dying at that point. What yeah. about when Vince Russo beat uh, Goldberg? That was pathetic. I, I thought it was brilliantly booked. Goldberg speared Vince Russo through the cage. He killed him, but Vince Russo landed first. I thought that was a brilliant uh, a brilliant finish. And then WWE did that the same thing with Roman Reigns speared Brock Lesnar through the cage. But it's funny because the the rules are your, both feet have to hit the ground, and if you watch, Roman Reigns' feet are actually on the ground before Lesnar's because Lesnar was on his back. His feet never hit the ground, but they still gave the win to Lesnar. Yeah. Yeah. You don't let facts get in the way of a story. That's right. Go ask Ron, go ask Ronda Rousey. She should have been the champion before. Yeah, well, yeah, because she didn't. She was never pinned by Becky Lynch at WrestleMania either. Well, that is very true too. There you go. See, see, fun. A lot Montreal of screw job, baby. A lot of crazy stuff happens in the world of pro wrestling, and we cover it all right here on the Mark Oak Show. That was see, that was a fun fun trip down memory lane. I will say that I I, I am surprised they have not done more angles in wrestling with referees gone bad or getting paid off. Yeah, they do that in Mexico a lot. Like they have the Rudo ref. <laughs> there you go. All right, guys, we got to wrap it up. Andrew Fishfane, Joe DeFalco. Make sure you go to Future Stars of Wrestling. Check out fswvegas.com. I'm Mark Hoke. We want to thank you for being with us at Mark Hoke Show on Twitter, Facebook, the Mark Hoke Show, MarkHokeShow.com, and download those podcasts at markhokeshow.podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. Guys, we will see you next week. Thank you very much for being with us on KDWN 101.5 FM, 720 AM, The Talk of Las Vegas. Have a great Sunday, everybody. Want more of The Mark Hoke Show? Follow us on Twitter at Mark Hoke Show. Like us on Facebook at The Mark Hoke Show. And visit MarkHokeShow.com to keep up with everything happening with the show. And remember to check out all of our archive shows on YouTube at The Mark Hoke Show. And download our podcasts at MarkHokeShow.Podbean.com and all your favorite podcast outlets. So join The Mark Hoke Show family today, and thanks for listening.